So we're discussing yesterday, so we're discussing yesterday the difference between, talking about differences between Espaitis and Tefillah. We told us yesterday is that the biggest difference, or one of the biggest differences between Espaitis and Davening is that in Davening you have no issue saying the words. Davening you say the words by rope. It's very, very easy to say all of Shemana Esrei without thinking twice. We can all do it very, very easily in our sleep. And that's not the issue is saying the words, making sure we get the words right. Our main issue is making sure that our lave is connected to the words that our, that our piv is speaking. So we have to be makasher, our lave to our piv. Our piv is speaking the words, and we just want to make sure that our lave is actually having kavana with the words that we're saying. When it comes to despite this, it's the exact opposite, which means the point is not taking it from the piv to the lave, but taking it from the lave to the piv, taking it from the heart, and exp- being able to express that which is going on, being able to express that that's really going on inside of me externally. So it's not hard, it's maybe not hard to have it in my lave, but to be able to really express it, to get to understand myself, to have the self-awareness of what I need, what I don't need, what's good for me, what's not good for me, that takes real avoid. And to be able to take it from the lave to the peh, that takes a lot, a lot of work. Who said that? This, this is what we're saying in the Sefer, yeah. The lave to the peh, the peh to the lave. Spididus is from the lave to the peh, and tefillah is from the peh to the lave, to try to, try, to, try to attach it. And he brought this beautiful Yaris Devash yesterday. It said very pasha. It said every, it's the Yaris Devash. It's saying that every time a person's mechadesh something in tefillah, which he's talking about doing it in Shemak but you know, that's also an aspect of a spididus. In Shemak you could do Yihilaratsun, you could do when you're driving, you could do it at any point. But as soon as you're mechadesh in tefillah, the Yaris Devash says, you can't not have kavana, because it's impossible to say something without thinking about it. Right? I can have a conversation with you, but in order to have the conversation, and especially if I'm telling you about my needs and my ritzayness, and not just my physical needs, but my emotional, spiritual needs, it needs kavanah, and especially if I'm not saying the same thing every day. If every day I say, Hashem, I want you to help me daven, yeah, that's probably gonna get, also gonna become by rope. When I'm being mechadesh properly every day, something new, so it automatically needs kavanah. It has to have kavanah because it can't happen without kavanah. Another Milo of Espoididus is that when I speak out everything in my life actually to the Rabbanisham, when I actualize everything that's going on in my life, what I'm doing is I'm just bringing the Rabbanisham into every part of my life. Right? If I only talk to Hashem, the words that it says in Tefillah, and again, obviously, it's, you know, like we're talking about yesterday, finding myself in the words of Chazal, in the word of Adjikanesikadela, finding myself in the words, but if I don't speak out what's going on in the day to day, in the minute to minute of my life, that means that the Rabbani Shalom is maybe limited to the world of tefillah. When I do a spite of this, when I'm involved in talking to the Rabbani Shalom at every moment throughout the day, what I'm basically recognizing and I'm, and, and I'm speaking this out clearly is that the Rabbani Shalom is part of every aspect of my life. Right, Rabbi Berkowitz always says that when, when a woman, when a good Giddish Mama puts a cake in the oven, she says, we probably said this before, she says, Rabbani please help that the cake doesn't burn. That's a good Giddish Mama. That, that, that's natural. That, that's part of what a woman does. She says, what's she doing when she says that? She's recognizing and, and actualizing and making it very clear to herself and to anyone else who overhears it, that the cake and the cake not burning is totally up to the Rabbani Shalom. That means there's a recognition that everything is bashkacha pratis. When I'm, when I'm taking my kids to the bus and I don't want to miss the bus and I say, Rabbani Shalom, please help make that the bus comes late today so my kids don't make the, miss the bus, all I'm doing is I'm recognizing bashkacha pratis. I'm recognizing that the Rabbani Shalom is involved intimately in every aspect of my life. And the more I talk to him and the more I involve him in things, the more I recognize that he's the source of everything that goes on in my life. There's a hashkacha pratis in every step of my life. And therefore, the more I express, the more he's part of my life. And the more I, the more I discuss with him, the more he's part of my life. Right? Again, we keep going back to these conversations between husband and wife. If a husband and wife, if the conversation at the end of the day is only about the biggest things that happen to you throughout the day, so that means, okay, you, you know, your spouse wants to hear when you get a raise, your spouse wants to hear when you get fired, your spouse wants to hear when you get a new chavrusa, 
or your spouse wants to hear, you know, when something major happened, a major purchase took place, something big, you know, something massive in work, but the little, the little details, uh, if you don't share that with your spouse, that means that you think that your, your conversation with your spouse is limited to the top 10% of your day. The, the most important big items every day, and you say, hey, we need to talk because, uh, you know, I just got fired, or I just got a new job, or I just bought a house, or we should buy a house together, whatever it is. So the, the big ticket items, those are the items to discuss. Real, real relationships are built on a million little details, on just sharing every aspect of the life, things that are seemingly unimportant. And they're maybe unimportant for the conversation, but they're important to the great relationship. They're important to say that when I share my whole day with you, what I'm doing is I'm recognizing that, yeah, I want you to be involved in every aspect of my day. I remember Rabbi Elephant was talking about this one time. He was talking about the guy who comes home from first Seder, you know, in the mirror. And his wife says, no, says, uh, you know, how his, how his thing is. Like, she's married like three months. You know, she put on the shaitel and the makeup before her husband came home. And she spent the whole morning after she finished her Sam's bagels iced coffee. She spent the whole morning making him, making him a lunch. And she really made like a three-course lunch for him. Right? And he comes in and she says, like, no, so uh, how is the day in Yeshiva? He says, oh, it was great. She says, like, that's it? And he says, yeah, it was great. Like, you want me to tell you about the sugya I learned? Like, what, like what, what exactly do you want from me? Well, I was saying, what she wants from you is to hear about the little details, which to you may seem unimportant to share with her, but by sharing them with her, you're involving her in every aspect of your life. So when you tell your wife, when you come home after first Seder, oh, yeah, by the way, it was crazy. Like they ran out of milk in, in, in the mirror. It was so odd. And then somebody went to get milk and they got these, these bags, but they didn't get the regular bags. And they didn't have, they got the, you know, the containers without the slicer on it. And we had to cut it. You don't need to make it up, but you just, even if you're sharing things which are so insignificant in the greater trivial, scheme of trivial. your day, they seem trivial. And the lights went off and a guy came in the middle of the Seder and then they were videoing for the mirror dinner and they, I got in the bed. These things may seem trivial to you, you know, compared compare to the, uh, literally nothing happened. But when you share those, when you share those details with your wife, what you're doing is you're involving her in every step of your day. You're not just saying, okay, just to sing it. You're involving her in all the, all the parts of your day. I'm a male what you, when you do that, the relationship is so much deeper because it's, you're part of every single part of my day and I want to share with you all the details which may seem insignificant. And with Hashem, it's the same thing. If I only share with Hashem big things that happen to me, if I only talk to Him when I need big things from Him or when I want to thank Him for something big, that means I limit Hashem to massive items. Hashem is when somebody's dying. Hashem is when I need real parnassah. Hashem is here, you know, when I'm buying a house and I want to make sure that my bid is the one that gets taken. Hashem's there for the big things in my life. The small, insignificant things, Hashem's not there for. That's, not, that, that's insignificant. That's small, that's silly, that's trivial. But when I share all those details with Hashem, sharing them, asking, thanking, that, so I'm involving Hashem in every aspect of my life. And I'm recognizing that He is part of every step of my life. So the whole idea of talking to Hashem constantly throughout the day is just to involve Him in every, every aspect of your day, to recognize for yourself that the Rabbani Hashem is intimately involved in every detail of your day. Nothing happens without the Rabbani Hashem orchestrating it that way. And the more you realize that, the more you want to talk to Him, the more you talk to Him, the more you realize that. And therefore, it's a, it's a cycle of just involving Hashem in your life. And that's why a person, he says, a person's There's nothing that's from that world of Ashkachapat. I daven for every single thing, right? Like we said last week, davening for a new cleaning lady. I daven for that also because the Rabbi Hashem is the one that's going to decide if my cleaning lady is going to go from 20 to 25. Huh? That's the big thing. That's the big thing. Yeah, <laughs> Depends for you or your wife. Yeah, he brings down the Sefer HaChinach. Sefer HaChinach writes, It's a tough Lama Dalet. This is the way the Chinach puts down the Indian of Tefila. That you should know that the, the Rabbi Hashem is the, is the master. He's not sleeping. He's not slumbering. We, we believe in his kingship. There's nothing missing. 
Somebody who doesn't daven when is When you're going through something difficult in your life, whatever that Yisurin is, whatever tragedy that is, whatever you're going through that's difficult and you don't talk to Hashem about it, what you're basically saying is, he's not the one that can help me. He doesn't have the ability to help me. It's not up to him. Of course it's up to him. Hashem can do anything. Why is Hashem limited? I just, uh, I, just I, I lost I misplaced my Talisman film this week, earlier this week. It's a terrible story. Mom, it's a terrible story. It's never happened to me before. And it was like, it's probably the most devastating thing that happened to me in a long time. I came back and I, was, I, I flew to Scottsdale for Shabbos, and which is me and my wife. And we came back and we're sitting on the plane. And it was like, we didn't, we didn't get seats next to each other. It was a jam flight. We we're, uh, we're sitting across the aisle from each other. We both had the middle seat. Like, got economy plus. It wasn't so bad. We both had the middle seat. And my wife turns to me as we're like landing. And she's like, we didn't have it. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I can't talk to her, but our phones aren't working yet. I can't even text her. Like, what does that mean? She's like, we, uh, we're, I, didn't pa- I packed both suitcases. We don't have a talisman for them. I chapped it. I left them in the backseat of the rental car. It was like a whole halachilach. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, four days. I spent hours on the phone. I sent somebody down there. Wasn't there. Every 72 hours, they update the list of everything they found in all the cars, not just budget. All the, they updated the list yesterday. My wife sent me a picture of the list. She's like, it's not on the list sunglasses and a hat it's not on the list I have two pairs of tefillin and a talis and like I told my wife I said there's nothing there's nothing in my life that I care about losing other than my talis and tefillin I have other things I have a menorah that costs money I have a McGill that costs I have other things that cost I don't care about any of those like I'd be sad if I, I lost my car two months ago and my car got totally you know totally it didn't bother me a key was that like I'm not very attached to my car so I got lost finally so it was a loss of money but my talis and tefillin like it, it, it's my talis and tefillin and I was mom was like, I was mom was devastated. I'm like, my wife just kept telling me, she's like, Hashem's call you so it's not there. The, the rental place said it's not there. They told us it's not there. The lost and found said it's not there. It's not there. So I said, so there's nowhere else it could have gone. It's not in the car, and it's not in the lost and found, and it's not in the rental place. There's nowhere else it could have gone. So like, I, I'm getting to this place of years. And I was like, Hashem's call you Hashem could confine the towels back in a second. Hashem can put it right back where it's supposed to be. He can have it. The guy rented it out, and then he finds it. My email's in there. I'm like, keep checking my email. Nothing. Baruch Hashem, yesterday, the guy, uh, a friend went back down again to the place. I'm like, oh, that's what you're looking for? You're in the wrong place. He's not in the lost and found. You have to go to the budget corporate office. Why? I'm not sure, but you have to go to the budget corporate office. He went in. And he said, I'm looking, missing a religious item. And they said, we don't have it. He said, it's a big lot. They said, yeah, of course, it's right here. Blood, blood thingy. And I'm just it's coming today. We overnighted it last night. It's coming today. But, but just like, I, I remember like, whatever, two nights ago, I'm Amish having Yish. I told my wife, I said, I'm Amish having Yish. I'm just giving up. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to buy new ones. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm Amish. I'm Amish having Yish. Promoted, who had to be promoted before? Exactly. Ephraim, right? Had to be promoted before. Yeah. So I told my wife, I'm Amish having Yish. And then Mamish yesterday, yesterday morning, I got Davin Shachris. And just, because my wife is Mamish being Mechazim in the Indian of Amuna. And just yesterday, I Davin Shachris. And I told my wife, when I walked out of Shachris, I told my wife, I said, I know we're going to find Talisman for him today. I said, I had a good Shachris. And I just, Pasha, involving Hashem, why can't Hashem find my Talisman? Of course he could find it. This is a big thing, right? This is not a small thing. But it's a thing where, like, I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's just not there. It's, it's not, I'm not. I was like, of course Hashem is the ability to find it. I don't the good. And I said, I, I, I was confident. I told my wife, I was like, how do you know? I was like, I don't know. I was confident when I walked out of Shachas yesterday, we're going to find it today. Kachav, a few hours later, I got a call. I went to, I was, went to New York and I got a call on the way back. My wife sent me a picture of the guy holding Palestine's phone. So we brought Hashem, we found it. 
Hashem's dear in every aspect of your life. So when we forget about that, and you go through a tzar like the like the Chinuch saying, and you don't daven to Hashem, and you say, let me call budget again and again and again. So you know, clearly you're being meisar shkachas Hashem elav. He's saying, yeah, the Rambam is not intimately involved in that. The Rambam can't do this. Of course, the Rambam is kol yachal. The Rambam can make a talisman tefillin appear right here in the shul, in the shtibul. It could appear. How? I, I don't know. In the shtibul, yeah, that, that would be a real life face. Oh, my suitcase. The Rambam can make it right. I, I know many times I've given money to Rambam Balanas and I've said the tefillah, and, and you find it in places where you looked before. Was it there and you didn't see it or did it remind Hashem? I don't know. It doesn't make a difference. Hashem is kol yachal. Hashem can do anything. Hashem can make it appear right now here without overnighting it. Hashem can do anything. Right? So Hashem's kol- and the more you have that, the more you involve him. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Rebbe kol yachal. The can do anything. And the more we realize that, the more we talk to him about every detail of our life. Toiv Hashem lakol. Lakol means for everything, big and small. The more we talk to him at every detail, the more we involve him, and the more he's part of our life, the more we recognize that he's running every aspect of our life, and the more we're able to have that relationship with him through everything we go through, everything. Hashem, Hashem, Hashem. There's nothing, there's nothing that, that's beyond the, the reach of Hashem. So, Mitzvah will continue tomorrow, where he gives a little bit more of this Indian of uh, involving Hashem and Ashkacha, and then Mitzvah will talk about other milas as well. This